0: on Local Now, Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Now don't let that scare you away from praying. Oh, he's going to send me, I'm not going to pray. No, as you pray about the lost world out there and the state of things in this world, as you pray, God will give you a burden for the lost. God will put on your heart a desire to do something about it to go out into the field and share Jesus Christ with a lost and dying world and be part of bringing in the harvest for God.
0: The more you seek God's face, the more you will find Him. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he encourages you that whoever seeks God will find Him. He is not some mystery God that doesn't want to reveal Himself to you. He is God who can be known and seen. And the best way for you to see God is to see Jesus Christ. Pastor Dan explains that when you've seen Jesus, the Bible says you've seen the Father. The more you press into the heart of God, the more of His heart you will find and will receive. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Attention. These are the religious leaders of Israel. These aren't just anybody. They're the leaders of Israel. And instead of pointing people to Jesus Christ and saying, The Messiah is here, he's the one we've been waiting for, he's the one we've been looking for, he's the one we've been hoping in, he's here. The religious leaders of Judaism instead were leading the people astray with their teachings. Leading people away from Christ. Now, Jesus will have more to say about the religious leader's rejection of him in chapter 12 when we get there. And so we'll talk more about it when we get there. So you have to come back in like maybe three weeks. Come back. I hope you come back next Sunday. But if you're not going to come back next Sunday, probably I guess maybe about three weeks. I might be off by that, but... So verse 35, now watch what happens, okay? Follow the flow here. Here's the flow. You've got blind people who can see that Jesus is the Messiah. You've got your religious leaders who are closing their eyes to the truth and saying, no, he cast out demons by the ruler of the demons. Now, verse 35, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease Among the people, Jesus continued to minister, even though he was officially rejected by the leadership of the nation. He still continued to minister. His rejection didn't discourage him. He still went and ministered to people because there were still plenty of people who received him gladly. I like that word every in verse thirty five. That word. That makes me happy. He healed every sickness and every disease You know, Jesus was giving people a little taste of his kingdom with all of these miracles in his kingdom. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more disease. There will be no more death or sin or sorrow or pain. The Bible says all the former things will pass away and he will make all things new. And it's going to be great. And we're looking forward to it. So verse 36. Now watch. Watch what what he says. But when he saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Jesus said of the people that the people were like sheep having no shepherd. And what does he mean by that? Jesus was talking about the religious leaders. He was talking about the religious leaders in the scriptures. The religious leaders of Israel are likened to shepherds. Again, even blind people can see that he's the Messiah. The religious leaders of Israel, the shepherds of Israel have said, no, he's doing this by the power of Satan. And now Jesus looks at the multitude and says, "They don't have a shepherd. They're like people. They're like sheep without a shepherd. And again, he's talking about those religious leaders. Now, if you think about a shepherd for a moment, I mean, a, a real shepherd with real sheep, not a metaphorical shepherd. A shepherd's primary job is to feed the flock, to lead the flock to green pastures. They have many other responsibilities, but that's the primary job of a shepherd, to feed the flock, to keep it fed and watered. A shepherd must also, listen, a shepherd must also keep the sheep from eating poisonous plants and poisonous weeds that can be toxic that can make the sheep sick or even cause death. And the poisonous weeds can grow right alongside the green grass. And so a shepherd, a good shepherd, must be able to, number one, identify the poisonous plants, know the poison when he sees it. And then number two, that shepherd needs to constantly watch out for poisonous weeds growing in the green pasture so he can keep the sheep away from them. Are you with me? The shepherds of Israel were knowingly feeding the people poison. They were poisoning the people by saying Jesus cast out demons by the ruler of demons. That's poison. They're poisoning the flock of Israel with their lies. They're poisoning the flock of Israel with things that just aren't true. Do You know, a shepherd can feed his flock poison, poison his own sheep, both literally and from a pulpit. And poison the sheep. So when Jesus looked at the multitudes. He said. They don't have a shepherd. Now the religious leaders. Were technically the shepherds of Israel. But they were such toxic shepherds for the people. That it was like the people had no shepherd at all. A bad shepherd produces the same results as no shepherd. Look at what it says. The people were weary and scattered. The bad shepherds produced. Weary, scattered sheep. Other translations say distressed and dejected or harassed and downcast. That's what this poison produced in the people. It made people weary. It made the sheep scatter. And I want to look at a couple passages in the Old Testament together with our remaining time that talk about the religious leaders being the shepherds of Israel and God rebukes them. Uh, for being bad shepherds. So we're going to start in Jeremiah chapter 50. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 6. Look at what the Lord says. My people have been lost sheep. How'd they get lost? Their shepherds have led them astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. My sheep are lost. They're shepherds. Have led them astray. Speaking of the leaders of Israel, the religious leaders of Israel. The leaders have led the people astray with their teachings. And now they're lost. They have forgotten their resting place. Our resting place is Jesus Christ. He's our rest. The people have been led astray by these bad shepherds. Now go back to chapter 23, Jeremiah 23. Now, again, you think about a shepherd, a shepherd's job is to feed the sheep, care for the sheep, protect the sheep, guard the sheep, keep the sheep safe, love the sheep, bind up the wounds of a sheep, go seek out lost sheep and bring them back to the fold. Those are all responsibilities of a good shepherd. But here in Jeremiah chapter 23, again, speaking of the religious leaders of Israel, woe to the shepherds who destroy And scatter the sheep of my pasture. He's talking about the religious leaders of Israel. Verse 1. They destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. With their false teachings. With their lies. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel. Against the shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock. You have driven them away. And not attended to them. Behold. Look what he says. I will attend to you. How would you like to have God say that to you? You haven't attended to my sheep. And let me tell you, I'm going to attend to you for the evil you are doing, says the Lord. Now, watch what he says in verse three. The Lord speaking, the Lord Yahweh, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them and I will bring them back to their folds and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking. These bad shepherds who destroyed and scattered the sheep, they caused the people to be dismayed. The people were dismayed by the shepherd. The people were lacking because of the shepherds that were over them. Now, go with me to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. Now, Ezekiel 34, of all the passages we're looking at today, Ezekiel 34 has the strongest rebuke for the leaders of the nation of Israel and their failure as shepherds. Ezekiel 34, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel, who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? They're self-serving shepherds. Remember what Jesus said? I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Well, these bad shepherds thought the sheep existed for them. To benefit them. To feed them. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed The flock, again, this is the primary job of a shepherd, is to feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost. This is what a shepherd does. But with force and cruelty, you have ruled them. And so they were scattered because, look what it says, there was no shepherd And they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. This is what Jesus is referring to in Matthew chapter nine, when he looks at the multitude and says they're like sheep having no shepherd. He's referring back to Ezekiel chapter 34, just as he says here that they were scattered because there was no shepherd in verse five. They were like sheep without a shepherd.
0: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment.
1: So download the app right now. Search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
0: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
1: Look at verse 6. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth and no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed the flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds. I'm against the shepherds. Notice here that the sheep belong to the Lord. They don't belong to the shepherd. And here the Lord God says, I'm against those shepherds, these bad shepherds. And I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more, for I will deliver my flock from their mouths. God's going to deliver them out of uh, the mouth of these shepherds. He's He's going to take away these shepherds and rescue his own flock from them, that you may no longer be food for them. Verse 11. For thus says the Lord God. Look at verse 11. God speaking here. Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on that day, on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. God says here to the shepherds of Israel, those religious leaders, you have failed as shepherds and you have injured my sheep with your false teaching. And so now I'm going to remove you. I'm going to take the sheep away from you and rescue my sheep. And God says here in verse 11, I myself will come and be the shepherd. I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out and I'll be their shepherd. Look down at verse 14. I will feed them in good pasture and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. What does this remind you of Psalm 23, right? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters So in Ezekiel 34, the Lord God rebukes the shepherds of Israel, those religious leaders, and because they have misled the people, they've led the people astray with their teachings. And so and God says, I myself will search for my sheep. I will feed my flock. I will be their shepherd because you have failed to shepherd my people. I will come and I will be their shepherd. Now, turn with me over to John chapter 10. You know, these verses, verse 11. John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. This is one of Jesus's I am statements, equating himself with God. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, someone who's just hired to watch the sheep, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. A hireling is just hired to watch someone else's sheep. So a hireling is only in it for himself and a hireling will not lay down his life for the sheep. And so any danger comes to the flock, the hireling's out of there and just allows the sheep to be devoured by the wolf. And again, he's equating this to the religious leaders of Israel and how they treat God's people and what they do to God's people. And how they just abandon God's people to be devoured by false teaching. So verse 13, the hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known by my own. So here's where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Now, the context of him saying this is very important for you to get the full understanding of what he's saying here, the full impact. Jesus makes this statement in John chapter 10 in the temple in Jerusalem, he makes the statement to the religious leaders, the shepherds of Israel. And he makes the statement during the celebration of the Feast of Dedication. We're told down in verse 22, it's the Feast of Dedication or Hanukkah is what we commonly call it today. Now, the Feast of Dedication celebrated when the Jews rededicated their temple after it was defiled by the Syrian leader Antiochus Epiphanes. 167 B.C., so about 160 years before Jesus Christ was born, the temple was defiled by the Syrians, Antiochus Epiphanes. The Syrians came in and they actually set up idols in the temple and they offered a pig on the altar as a sacrifice, defiling the temple of God. And here's the thing. All the Jewish priests at that time went along with it. All those shepherds. Over the flock of God, all the religious leaders, they all went along with setting up idols in the temple of God and sacrificing pigs on the altar, all except one priest. was the There was one guy who stood up against it named Matthias. But all the other priests, they allowed this to come into the house of God, this idolatry. They allowed this defilement to come into the house of God, and they agreed with it, and they went along with it, The Feast of Dedication or Hanukkah commemorates when the temple was cleansed and rededicated to the Lord. That's the context here. Jesus was in Jerusalem for the Feast of Dedication when he declares to the religious leaders, I'm the good shepherd. And he talks to them about being a hireling. Now, here's the thing. Give me your attention. I promise I'm almost done. During the Feast of Dedication, during the time of Hanukkah, You know what passage they read in the temple and in the synagogues during the Feast of Dedication? Ezekiel 34, which is all about the failure of the shepherds over Israel. And they would read Ezekiel 34 during the Feast of Dedication. In particular, the priests would read Ezekiel 34 and lament over the failure of the shepherds in the past to protect the people of Israel and to shepherd the people of Israel in the past. And so when Jesus said to them and said of himself, I'm the good shepherd, he wasn't just pulling that out of the blue. He was pointing those religious leaders back to Ezekiel 34, the same chapter they've been reading during this feast. And he was saying, I'm the shepherd that's promised in Ezekiel 34. I said in Ezekiel 34 that I myself would come and shepherd my sheep. And I'm here and you have failed. To shepherd Israel. And so I've come to shepherd my people. I'm the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd, isn't he? You've experienced that. You've experienced the goodness of the Lord. And you've experienced how he cares for us, and how he feeds us, and how he provides for us, and how he leads us, and how he guides us. So now turn back to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. So when Jesus looks at the multitude, he says, They're weary and scattered. Like sheep having no shepherd. He's talking about those religious leaders. They don't have a shepherd. And, and then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers in his harvest. Now, at harvest time, the harvest must be brought in quickly it must be brought in in a short amount of time there's a sense of urgency so that the crop would not be lost so at harvest time farmers would hire extra laborers to bring in the harvest because the time was short i would say the time is short for us the days that we're living in i believe that we're living in the last days and i believe that christ could come for his church at any moment jesus said the signs of his return would include wars and rumors of wars He said it would include pestilence or plagues, you know, things like global pandemics. He said the signs of his return would be like labor pains, meaning they will become more frequent and more intense the closer we get to his return. That's certainly been true. So I I believe the time could be short for us. So we should have a sense of urgency regarding sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people and telling people about Jesus. The harvest truly is plentiful. There's a harvest of people out there who need Jesus Christ. I think many people right now are very anxious about the state of the world and are looking for answers and looking for hope. And they realize that there's no hope in this world. There's no hope in man. There's no hope in the institutions of man. Jesus is the hope of the world. And Jesus is the only hope of the world. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So look at verse 38. Jesus says, so pray. What do we do? We pray. What should we pray? Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray that God would send out laborers into the field to bring in the harvest. You know what's going to happen as you pray that the Lord will send out laborers into his field to bring people in to the kingdom? You know, what he's going to say, OK, how about you go? Now, don't let that scare you away from praying. Oh, well, he's going to send me. I'm not going to pray. No, as you pray about the lost world out there and the state of things in this world, as you pray, God will give you a burden for the lost. God will put on your heart a desire to do something about it and to go out into the field and share Jesus Christ with a lost and dying world and be part of bringing in the harvest for God. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring true.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast, you can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's CalvaryEC.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the